0: Audio is bad. I'm recording in a completely empty room, so I'm sure it's going to be Echo City.
1: It's his new man cave, and it is as depressing as you think it is.
0: Yeah, it's white walls. There's cracks in the paint. Um, I have generic blinds.
1: Love those off-white Venetian blinds.
0: Yeah, on the upside, I have gym mats. (laughs) So like... It can't be that bad, right?
1: The only thing in this completely empty room is a workout bench and some weights.
0: Yeah, and, well, there's a rug. (laughs) And a desk. I mean, I'm on a desk right now. It's getting there. It's getting there, guys.
1: I just assumed that your desk was your knees as you squatted on the floor.
0: No, come on.
1: I see you got something around your neck there. Oh, no. We're not going to put
0: this in the podcast. I won a medal, guys. Uh, I won a video game tournament second place.
1: Second place? Nice. Playing what?
0: Yeah. Well, virtual Fighter, what else do I play? (laughs) I won second place at a major regional tournament. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey McWild, the best. The greatest character of all.
1: All I remember about him is I think he has dreads, and in what was it? Daytona USA, you told me you can make him uh breakdance.
0: Yeah, well he's a he's a statue and you can make him flex. It's pretty great. Cool. And uh yeah, no, he's great. He wipes his mouth a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a great character.
1: Mr. Oral Hygiene.
0: Um uh, well that's debatable, but I'd like, to think it, I'd like to think he's got good oral hygiene. So
1: we're talking about NXT.
0: Do we know what that is yet? What's NXT?
1: What is NXT? Alec, tell me, in the past month, what have you learned about NXT?
0: Uh, well, there's no Sabatelli Moss in it. <laughs> so that's one thing.
1: Okay, this... we, we got the, the prerequisite Sabatelli Moss.
0: I'm going to do it every time. I'm Alec Basio. I'm Tristan Marsh. There we go. I switched it up on you this time. This time you were the one who forgot.
1: Obviously, a bunch of super important shit happened over the past month, Yeah, but I like almost jumped out of my seat when Kona showed up.
0: (laughs) I was so happy about that. I was so happy about that. Did you see his new hair?
1: And then he hits on Charlie and she's like not having any of it. (laughs)
0: Oh, it was great. It was awesome. Hold on. Was it Charlie? (laughs) I think it was Kathy. Yeah, that's fine. You can buzz yourself. It's all right. Self-buzz is no problem.
1: Yeah. Kona Reeves.
0: Yes. His finest thing actually worked so good where she was like, oh, what do you think about the Fatal 5-Way or whatever? And he's like, oh, it won't be the finest. (laughs) It'll be good, but it won't be the finest.
1: And I loved it. What this last month of NXT has been about the new Dusty Rhodes classic. Yeah. Strong um, emotions coming from Alec.
0: Well, because I am... He's I'm super excited
1: with, to talk about the Dusty Rhodes Classic this year.
0: Do you think that the Dusty Rhodes Classic exists to create single storylines? <laughs> because last year, it was all about Roderick Strong joining the Undisputed Era. And this year, it's all about Johnny Gargano yet again failing to become a bad guy. It's very weird how it works out that the big tag team tournament... Is just all about what can we get our singles guys to do. Just do a quick run. We could run through the whole thing. Yeah. It's easy. It was quick. The majority of it took place on one episode.
1: I really liked that I feel like last year they did like a maximum of two matches a show. It was like a month and a half long. And this one, first show, all four matchups. I really liked that.
0: I did, too. It made it feel, like, really weighty, and I almost thought we were going to see the whole thing in one episode, and I was like, whoa, really?
1: An hour and 15 minutes of just tag teams. Nothing else happens. I feel like one of the things that made it drag last year is by doing it in so many pieces, every single week you and I would talk about what does this mean? What's the next matchup going to be? Who's most likely... You do it in one show, and you kind of don't have time to become an annoying fantasy booking smark. you don't have a lot of time to think about what's happening because the show just starts and it's eichner and Bartel versus ricochet and black
0: oh that's right they were in it
1: <laughs> who was in it
0: the eichner and Bartel.
1: yeah oh,
0: what do they call themselves the axis powers or something or is that no like even another...
1: worse because the axis powers is inappropriate but But that was
0: already existed
1: tough they call themselves the european union because they're german and italian
0: that's right it's worse than the axis powers (laughs) tristan if we made a tag team would we be called george bush's axis of evil
1: we would need a third guy for that
0: yeah maybe but we could get a third guy
1: an iranian guy to be our manager
0: we'll just make chris happy we'll call rvd in there (laughs) You, me, and RVD.
1: Okay, Ricochet and Black obviously win over Eichner oh, yeah. and Bartel. But oh, yeah. they put on a really great match, so you kind of aren't in that headspace. I find that I only do that kind of like thinking about the booking aspect when the match isn't that good.
0: Yeah, no, I could see that. But
1: when a match is good, it ends and I go, I wonder who's next, like what's going to happen? Yeah, um no. Seven great teams this year.
0: Yeah, Uh, including one that was just cobbled together out of two singles guys and actually ended up being one of the fan favorites.
1: Seven great teams. Yeah. You get it?
0: Yeah, no, I get it.
1: Because, uh, you know.
0: Because there were only seven teams in the thing. There were seven teams, <laughs> and there was enough time for me to get up and go eat during... You know, one of the intermissions that they had.
1: I actually think you did yourself a disservice. Both of the Forgotten Sons <laughs> matches this year were very good.
0: Right, they beat them. Um, the Street Mustache Mountains, too, didn't they? Yeah. That was fucking wild.
1: <laughs> the second they won, I was like, oh, they're going to the finals? They're losing.
0: I don't know. You Those... don't know?
1: You think that they're going to beat Black and Ricochet? Spoiler alert, Black and Ricochet
0: won. And I think Black and Ricochet might take it all the way because War Raiders will then beat Black and Ricochet and then Black and Ricochet can leave NXT.
1: I completely agree. and I'm kind of pissed off because even though I think that Ricochet and Black have been doing really good and, like you said, kind of a secret fan favorite.
0: Yeah, everybody loves him. They, he's like, oh, Ally and me or whatever. It's It's crazy. The cute little sit-down spot, so cute.
1: Actually, I kind of would like them to win more than Ricochet and Black because they're at least a tag team. Two singles guys are better at being a tag team than an actual tag team thing is so overplayed in the WWE.
0: That That is true.
1: But also, they're like two of the best performers in the world, so maybe you don't have the Forgotten Sons go over them.
0: Right, and don't forget that singles guys are really strong in general. I mean, all you need is a 10-year-old child, and you can just take the championships at WrestleMania.
1: The second you get over, uh, like, 270 pounds, you don't need a tag partner.
0: We'll see. I know Ricochet's eating a lot of donuts, so (laughs) let's find out.
1: Ricochet comes out, and he's just like, Yokozuna?
0: (laughs) Yeah, He's, he's just a giant fat man. (laughs) <laughs> he goes to climb to the t- to the top turnbuckle and the rope breaks. <laughs>
1: that would be great? Question he mark. Go- he
0: goes to reach up in his beginning in the spotlight and he can't raise his arm above his head.
1: <laughs> He's got that cone of light and his co- hand when he does that kind of leaves the cone of light. And if he came down and he was holding a piece of pizza
0: <laughs> or a chicken wing or a big turkey leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We're not fat shaming because we think that that would be cool.
0: Yeah. Well, we also, should we should mention that. Also, it's like a cartoon, guys. It's not like a real fat person. <laughs> real fat people are awesome wrestlers. Some of the best.
1: Also, even when they're not wrestlers, like they're fine.
0: Yeah. I'm a real fat person. It's fine.
1: Did you say you were a fat person?
0: No, I am. I'm still, I'm still would consider my, I've got a big, I got a big belly. You've been getting in shape though. Whatever. You could be in shape and be fat.
1: Let's run through the eight teams and their qualifying matches. The first match was Ricochet and Black versus Eichner and Bartel. Even though I just said that I didn't like that Ricochet and Black were going to clearly go all the way as two singles competitors. I was really glad that their first match was against a very new team because it kind of made it work for me.
0: Yeah, and it was very entertaining. And uh, Eichner got to show off his cool acrobatics, but also Bartel didn't look like a total goober, which was fun. Oh,
1: I thought that it was a really fun match.
0: Yeah, it's nice that they're actually booking this comedy bad guy team as a strong team.
1: Are they supposed to be a comedy bad guy team?
0: Uh, They are when I look at them, so I don't know. I don't know if they're supposed to be.
1: Their look does need a little bit of refinement. Not in the, like, they look weird, but, like, there's just a number of things that are off.
0: Like maybe doing the Conan the Barbarian handshake, like, six times before they even get in the ring.
1: (laughs) Having jackets that are so similar and yet completely different. Yeah. When... Two people are wearing different jackets. That's fine. They're individuals. When they're wearing the same jacket, they're like a team. It's their uniform. But they're both wearing windbreakers, black windbreakers, but Bartels just has leather sleeves for some reason.
0: It's a Letterman jacket. It's a Letterman windbreaker with no letter. (laughs)
1: Just get two black wind. I
0: understand what you mean, and I agree with it.
1: <laughs> they're wearing the same black trunks. They're wearing the same black boots.
0: And also, I would add that Conan the Barbarian arm shake thing is cool if you do it one time.
1: Also, there shouldn't be a lead up to it.
0: Yeah, it's especially weird. when
1: they're both facing forward, and then they have to awkwardly like half turn, but still look at the camera while they do it.
0: Yeah, and then they kind of like stare at each other for a moment and then they look back forward and and they do it many times the same way and I don't like it.
1: What it should be is like the catch point shake the other month. They are looking at each other. The whole point of doing a shake like that is that all that matters is that we are a team. So don't have them look at the camera. They look like goobers.
0: If you want to talk about someone looking like a goober, I did the catch point handshake to the guy who beat me at this tournament <laughs> I got the last laugh
1: so so <laughs> this is why it's impossible to have Alec as a friend because is he it? is he is just open with how much of a dingbus he is. And so you can't really rag on him. It's impossible to rag on somebody that is like, let me volunteer this information.
0: My high school English teacher once said that I had no shame, and he meant it as a compliment.
1: I mean, really, you should be a wrestler then.
0: (laughs) Probably, I mean, I could be, except that I'm afraid of blood. (laughs)
1: But that would be a great gimmick.
0: Yeah, just that I really pass out for real. (laughs) You're putting your life in my hands, and then like if some of your blood drips on me while I have you in overhead press, I'll just fall on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. All right. So Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner, they're pretty cool.
1: It's really fun to see a WWE product give a shit about tag teams as much as this.
0: I mean, it's it's also foreign and alien. I, I really enjoyed it as a whole. And I'm going to enjoy watching the last match, which I believe is Alistair Black and Ricochet fighting nobody.
1: The second match is Mustache Mountain, who I think Moro calls two big strong boys. I really liked
0: that. Just trying to get that UK chant over. I don't know if we call him that here. Do we do that or... In America? We? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think it's a UK thing. Friend of the show, who specifically asked that I didn't name him, so we'll beep that, I guess, or not. He's a big NXT UK fan because he has the network because he doesn't mind, you know, paying with blood money.
1: Well, he's happy to be a cog in the machine of destruction and death that American culture has wrought on the world.
0: When you describe it as cog in the machine, it makes it appealing to me.
1: Surely... The machine you want to be a cog in has some redeeming qualities.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It grinds up everyone equally. So he said that that's like a big chant that they do for Tyler over there. Because oh, he's, really? He's a little guy, but he can pick everybody up.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I like them both being called big, strong boys. Tyler is a big, strong boy. Uh, Trent Seven has maybe more big, strong boy energy. I I could see Trent Seven in a high chair finishing all of his carrots and then somebody going, ooh, look at you, big, strong boy.
0: I think so. I think both of them could do that. I think it's a little bit interesting to think of Tyler that way now that he's been just packing on tons of muscle. (laughs) Was a good match. They took out Street Profits. I was super surprised.
1: Yeah, probably the only thing i didn't like about this match was uh the ending because i wish the street profits had stayed in longer i think that you could have had street profits move up over mustache mountain i don't think mustache mountain would lose any shine only street profits would gain some and then if you really had to have forgotten sons beat them because you need forgotten sons to eat a pin in the finals it kind of makes sense because they have a feud. And it gives
0: them something to do after the tournament when they're not in the contendership.
1: As much as the ending kind of rankled me, uh, I loved hearing Angelo Dawkins standing on the apron just yelling, come on now, over and over again.
0: The goal of winning the goal. but first we got to go through mustache now. Yeah, that was fun. Dawkins is really growing on me a lot.
1: Really great spear from Dawkins. I liked it. Looked like an actual tackle. Yeah. I really liked Montez Ford screaming in surprise as Seven powered out of his cravat.
0: That was fun, yeah. Uh, I'm remembering that as you're saying it. They're getting more like legit vibes, which I think was important because as like a comedy fun time duo, they were always really over, but I think getting them to that legitimate stage is really important for them.
1: It's hard to do big steamroller as a comedy spot. I think that that's why Dawkins has been getting over a bit better now because he doesn't have to act goofy and then destroy somebody. He can now just kind of destroy somebody. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, because he's a big, you know, like kind of maybe dumb guy. That's cool.
0: He's Yeah, he's really coming into his own on this I think he's he's getting really good. It 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 was really the Montez Ford show up until this point. I not really, but I think that's what a lot of people thought looking at it. I
1: mean, it's still kind of the Montez Ford show considering all of the insane shit he can do. But yeah. Dawkins definitely seems to be pulling his weight now.
0: Yeah, it's important that you know he looks like the heavy in the group, and they are doing that. They're doing a really good job of that.
1: In this first round of. The dusty classic. We also have the Trashmen versus Donnie Blorch. Did you watch? Yeah. The Invisible Men versus Donnie Blorch.
0: That was uh, disappointing to watch. I could you imagine the fact that that Oni tripped, just tripped on the ring, and just fell into nothing, and then just like pinned himself. It's crazy.
1: Amazing. Yeah. No, I actually really liked this match. I gotta say.
0: I'm sure it was really good. I just, you know, I kept getting up and eating. It was good. It was a good match. I like that actually Forgotten Sons were doing a little bit more wrestling and a little bit less of their really stupid mean mugging, and I think that the mean mugging is just not – it's horrible. And the less you can do, the better because it's just not good.
1: Jackson Riker might be the weak link here.
0: He absolutely is. He absolutely is, because his mean mug is the worst of all three.
1: His mean mug is the worst, and he seems to do the least in the ring when he's wrestling.
0: I like that he also looks like he's the biggest, toughest, most badass of the three of them. And he's he spends incredibly
1: his... cut, but that's all he has going for well, him. Well, he
0: spends the entire time outside of the ring yelling at them, and they're in there doing these wrestling moves, and then he like slaps a guy. And it's like that's like he does not look good when he does that. It doesn't look like he's gonna just beat the shit out of everybody. It looks like he's mean mugging with stupid face, and he can't. He all he does is slap people, but he's like three hundred pounds. What the hell is this?
1: I felt it was so apropos. In the next episode, Kona Reeves comes out after he leaves. All three Forgotten Sons come out. I think Steve Cutler goes. They forgot about the Forgotten Sons, but Blake. And Cutler, we're going to make sure they remember next week. I could just see Riker fading away in the background.
0: He had to bring himself like forward just to say, forgotten no more.
1: Uh, do unto others, guys. Do unto others.
0: Yeah, guys, don't, don't forget that part. Don't forget the worst part. <laughs> do unto others. What the, like, that is.
1: I feel like he's going to start being like, I helped. I helped, yeah. guys.
0: I think he is going to do. You that. remember? And Forgotten Sons is maybe going to be a cool jumping off point for those two guys. I hope so. They're going to be able to ditch the POW/MIA jackets.
1: No, because again, as I keep I reminding really you, I really hate that. I hate that. Steve Cutler was also in the military.
0: I I know, but I I really hate that. But
1: work. hopefully when only one of them is in the military, they do drop that gimmick.
0: I really hate that gimmick. It's so bad, and then they drop Riker, and then he could be a singles guy. Look at him; he looks like the next, uh, the next Die Only he's gonna have the total reverse, the total reverse effect on me.
1: <laughs> it feels like a gimmick that should have been done right after Rambo Part Two came out, yeah. where like they were just freed from the Hanoi Hilton and are like. We lost so many years, but we're going to claw them back in the wrestling ring.
0: I like it. I like the gimmick. That's good.
1: Um, I think it would have worked in the 80s. I don't think it works now.
0: No, it does not. It's very confusing still. Especially Uh, because
1: they don't speak to any current veteran shit. Instead of saying do unto others, they should be constantly complaining about how the VA is underfunded. That would be a good gimmick.
0: Yeah, but then they'd be a face team. That's true. We can't have that.
1: what if to maintain being a heel faction, they start saying that anybody who has PTSD is just a weenie who can't handle it?
0: That is a very, very effective heel move. (laughs) That is territory-era heel move. That does not... You can't do it now. It doesn't work on TV. But you could get an entire Elks Lodge to shoot at you.
1: <laughs> Come out and pee on a POWMIA flag. See, and then Riker could be the Donald Trump who says, I like people who weren't shot down.
0: Yeah, yeah. He could have like that tweet printed on a flag and like, <laughs> carry it. Yeah, that's... You guys can feel free to unsubscribe from this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, Forgotten Sons they're 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 winning me over very slightly.
1: They beat Donny Blorch and for a second I was like, "Oh, wow." Instead of like, "Fuck you, I love Donny Blorch." That man broke his orbital bone for us. He deserves a
0: belt. But he looked great in this match. Because they kind of they flipped the, flip the script, and Oni was the one, one taking all the punishment and showing he yeah. was like super tough. And it was really cool, because he looked it was such a different look. When Danny Birch gets beat up, he just looks really tough. When yeah. Oni Lorkin gets beat up, he looks like he's really getting fucked up. And then he just He like... looks
1: like he's getting really fucked up, and then he does the double blockbuster, and you're yeah. like, Hell yeah.
0: There was like psychology in the match because he he was fucking up moves because his back was hurting, and he was selling his back the whole time. There's Even been a lot of really of good ring.
1: selling this month. A lot of matches have actually been about like making sure you know that somebody's been injured.
0: I think Oni really does rule right now cuz that was He really does. He he really put on a good show and it really it looked very good. He really sold.
1: And finally, we have DIY versus Undisputed Era.
0: Yeah. This one confused me because I was like, "Well, DIY needs to win, but I want Undisputed Era in the picture."
1: I feel like this booking was out of necessity. Because mm-hmm. you don't want Undisputed Era to win again, but right. then you look at the at the teams that you have in it, and you go like, "Who's gonna beat Undisputed Era?" And people aren't gonna have an issue with it. Don'ty Blorch, and uh, maybe like they're a bunch of maybes. But DIY is the like. We can pull them out in round one, and nobody's going to flip their shit.
0: Yeah, there were two. There were two teams. It was DIY and then Black and uh, and Ricochet because they have beef with them. Yeah, so that sure. would make sense too. And that was the whole reason. Like they came in to the thing in their little like promos, they were like, "We have unfinished business with Undisputed Era." And then they get knocked out of the tournament, but Black and Ricochet just love each other and they just want to keep going. <laughs> oh my god! When they came out and they did the music, oh my.
1: It gave me tingles. It did. I loved that Johnny clearly, like, immediately has a bounce in his step.
0: He was following Champa around like a weird, like, dejected puppy. But when the music hit, he did his little stupid skip. And I was like, yes, Evil Johnny. Oh, I want Evil Johnny so bad.
1: The episode before when Johnny Gargano agreed to be in DIY again and Candice LeRae had maybe the least natural rapport talking with him it was like an unscripted scene in a b-movie
0: it would have been cool if she just wasn't involved in that part at all
1: it would be really cool if she was doing anything
0: i'm not a huge being the elite fan but i have been watching it a little bit recently there's been a bit that they've been running where jerry ryan is getting beat up and then some guy comes out and saves him and it's the young bucks or it's like just anybody comes out and saves him and then they always ask him hey where's that blonde girl you used to hang around with how come she's not protecting you and i think that they're even like making a comment like what the fuck's going on with candace
1: well it kind of worked for the revival maybe they can secretly bring candace back to relevance
0: the only thing that i could think of is that they're either trying to get her to sign with them or they're just trying to get a big push for her on wwe
1: (laughs) They're just going to continually flirt with the idea that they want to hire people so that the WWE pushes them.
0: They should do that for her because it's it's fucked up. This, this storyline, she had so much potential. Dark Candace was around for a week and a half, and Dark Candice looked awesome, and I wanted more of that.
1: But now it's like, not Dark Candice, it's like tweener Candice.
0: It's like rock and roll Candice, whatever.
1: They're still giving her nothing to do, so all she can do is go, Really, Johnny? Really? Really? And he goes, You just got to trust me. You just got to trust me. And then there's five minutes of them just saying that back and forth to each other.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, like... (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely... Yeah, that was great. You know, I've watched Birdemic before, so... The, the DIY thing, though, it was so great, and it just made me so happy. And I love that everybody was so happy with it. And and it, I was just like, so pleased. I I, I went crazy for it.
1: There was also this moment that kind of feeds into uh, the next round. Johnny Gargano flips to the outside, and then everybody's cheering for him. And he takes a moment to like soak in the adulation. And then the camera cuts, and Champa is just in the middle of the ring, like, punching, I think, Kyle O'Reilly in the head. <laughs> this is exactly what Champa told you is the reason that you guys broke up in the middle. You were too concerned with how much the audience <laughs> loved you to actually do the work, you fucking idiot.
0: Undisputed Era, they're bad guys, and they cheat. They were the good guys in this match. DIY <laughs> was evil for the duration of this tournament guys my dreams came true and diy was bad and evil both parts of diy had completely shitty
1: reasons for being in the dusty classic
0: yeah champa just didn't want johnny coming after the belt anymore and johnny just got sad that he lost the belt to dream and he just wanted some sort of belt
1: gargano wanted revenge
0: yeah but that's well I'm I'm playing it off like we didn't know what was gonna happen, like we didn't watch it because that is the part that really disappoints me.
1: NXT did a hell of a fucking job fast tracking the DIY are back together storyline. Yeah, for this after they got poached by Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I think that they found credible reasons why both of these people wanted to be in a tag team again, and yeah. like fucking champa gets to actually say when you're on raw or smackdown and you're fighting with me we beat the champs so what the fuck is wrong with you like why why are you fighting this baby yeah we're meant to be together lemonade out of lemons i guess
0: this also led to dream becoming north american champion but you know that's one of the great things that came out of it
1: the forgotten sons go up against mustache mountain and win. Forgotten Sons beating Mustache Mountain. It was a great match. This kind of casts a shadow. I was really excited because, hey, the Forgotten Sons are finally clicking. This is awesome. But versus DIY or Blackguard and Ricochet, they aren't going to fucking lose. Yeah. If Mustache Mountain had won, or even if Street Profits had won, instead, like if Street Profits had beaten Mustache Mountain and then beaten Forgotten Sons, I feel like both of those, there's the maybe.
0: I think there's still a maybe with Ricochet and Black. Because I think that the Forgotten Sons might win. I think you're insane. No, I think they might win because of uh, Riker interfering on the outside. Because of some sort of weird strife that they're going to throw in between the two of them. Because of this weird belt match that we're going to talk about probably at the end of the show.
1: It's bad booking to get good booking. Which I kind of understand. You want the TakeOver match to be the best match it can be. And that's going to be Ricochet and Black versus the War Raiders. I don't think that they're going to put the Forgotten Sons in there. and
0: It becomes a squash. War Raiders kill them in a second. But then another tag team steps out to like beat the War Raiders down after the match. And it's like setting up a storyline. Ever since the War Raiders came out with all those Viking Game of Thrones guys, the War Raiders kind of suck.
1: You just hate that that entrance.
0: That entrance soured me to them so much.
1: Not to discuss something that we've spent probably 20 minutes last time talking about. We don't about. need
0: to. The episodes are on the internet. You can listen to them. You can hear it all. You know my opinion now.
1: Uh, To take a small detour. Yeah. Uh, I've got to clarify, I think, something that I was talking about last month. Mm-hmm. Um Bugenhagen. <laughs> I fucking hate Buchenhagen.
0: But did you get did you get like feedback? Did you get like nasty feedback? Yeah. Really?
1: Our man Chris <laughs> emailed us.
0: Really? Oh, he likes Bugenhagen. I want to hear this.
1: I think he just likes Bugenhagen because they're from the same state.
0: That's I mean that's that's a very good reason to like somebody, but
1: He says Bugenhagen is from Wisconsin and awesome. You should praise him monthly now.
0: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I mean I like him because I've been watching more of his weightlifting videos. And he's been eating giant cloves of raw garlic while he works out to help with blood flow and it is really funny
1: that's very funny
0: i i think i like him a lot i
1: think if he came out and ate a clove of like a a bulb of garlic before a match i would like him so much more right now i hate him
0: i think he's willing enough to get himself over that he will eat garlic in the ring and i want him to do it i think he's really fun that way i'm gonna have a lot of fun with him in the future
1: This is perfect because this means that I can finally do something that because of either stature or uh, inclination have never been able to do in my life, which is I can finally bully someone. (laughs) (laughs) I can start sending Bugenhagen like emails that are like, if you ate a bulb of garlic on NXT, I would like you.
0: Hey, Bugenhagen! I'll give you five cents if you eat that worm. (laughs)
1: no i was being a little glib before uh i want to reiterate i fucking find this dude so annoying and i hate him but i do want to see him on tv i just want to see him get his shit stomped
0: in right he's not he's to you he's an effective heel he's not like what those smarky guys say oh he's an effective heel about like forgotten sons or jinder mahal where it's like He's not really an effective heel. He's boring. (laughs) We're booing him because he's boring, not because he's good at being a bad guy. We actually want
1: him to go away.
0: Yeah, Bugenhagen for you, he is actually good at being a bad guy for you. It's,
1: It's why I tried to say that he's like an Elias for me, where, like, when Elias shows up, Everybody cheers and takes out their lighters. They're happy to see him. And then he starts singing and they start booing him. Oh, this guy is awesome. I fucking hate him.
0: Yeah, but I think I think Bugenhagen can be a face for me, especially if he eats raw, especially if he eats raw garlic in front of me.
1: Oh, if he eats raw garlic? I will. I will. Act. I know that I said that that was me bullying him, but I. I would actually be very impressed about that.
0: He's done it. I've been. I've watched him like with plates of it and honey. Oh like he eats honey while he's working out because it also helps with blood flow or whatever. Like it's crazy. He's a nutcase. He's, he's a like real fitness nut and new it's age pretty hippie. cool. I've watched videos of him ever since we started talking him uh, about him. I decided I was just going to watch a bunch of shit on his channel. I watched videos of him where he was telling people drink a gallon of milk a day. And then like four videos later, he was like, don't drink milk because it's like, it's bad for you. So he's like talking about eating seeds and stuff. It's like, he's <laughs> he's awesome. And he's a total nutcase.
1: So he's going to show up and be like, you should eat six raw eggs a day. I read about it. Cholesterol is bullshit. It's not going to do anything. And then, like, a week later, it's like, I just got back from the doctor. Don't eat eggs, guys. Cholesterol is bad. It's going to kill you.
0: I mean, that might be a cool gimmick for him. But, like, honestly, he's already got a great gimmick. It's just fun. Like, he's got an outside-of-the-ring gimmick that I can – relate to him on and i actually am kind of like that him that for
1: gimmick it. by the way happened to me last month yeah i don't think we talked
0: cholesterol this. scare yeah, yeah.
1: so <laughs> how's that so, going <laughs> i haven't been back to for them to test my blood again so i went to the doctor for a checkup and i'm expecting you know every other time i've gone to the doctor they call me they go like oh your cholesterol is like a little high but it isn't anything to worry about so i'm like okay and literally, that's all the doctor ever says to me. They go, your liver function's great. Kidney function's great. Salt isn't too high. You know, you're doing fine. So a couple days later, I get a call from the doctor. And they're like, we got to talk because your cholesterol. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it, it's a little high. Like doctors have always told. My doctor goes, no, if you were five points higher on cholesterol, I would get you on medicine immediately because you are close to the risk of at your age which is not old right um having a stroke or a heart attack it was like holy shit
0: yeah yeah she's
1: like yeah, yeah yeah it's bad so you gotta you gotta cut it out with the cholesterol you gotta do more cardio Maybe so don't eat eggs every day i had started eating an egg or two every day
0: because yeah don't to get do that
1: protein <laughs> That is what I originally was like, oh, that's probably why my cholesterol is high. Finally, one day, I'm making my little protein shake. And I go, oh, um, I got the whey protein. That should have, like, a little bit of cholesterol in it. Like, you know, maybe 5%, maybe 10 Yes, at that's the
0: close to mine. Yes, that's yeah. what mine has.
1: So I'm like, I-, I wonder how much this has. I turn it around. It has 30% of my daily <laughs> allowance of cholesterol in it. Not only that. When I go to the gym, I do two scoops in my shake. So basically for a month, because of the the eggs and this poisoned protein shake, I was basically getting 150 to 200% of my daily allotment of cholesterol. You were
0: giving yourself heart disease. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I never considered myself like queer in any way. But I'd like to think that I have a kind of non-traditional relationship with my gender. And I always felt a little like, oh, maybe I should try to put a word to that. Maybe I shouldn't. I am a cis man. I am a cis man now. Because if you accidentally poison yourself by taking too much protein powder... And giving yourself heart disease because you didn't bother to check the label.
0: If you do that, you can only. You are Mrs. definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It solidifies that fact. I did the thing. I did the thing that that we do, which is try to give myself a heart attack.
0: Yeah. So. So that this was. This is the real reason you don't like Eric Bugenhagen, because he's all about fitness and finding healthy ways <laughs> to be fit. Regardless of whether or not those ways aren't necessarily healthy in the beginning.
1: <laughs> or if they're completely contradictory. No, no, I really just hate him because he feels like one of those guys that thinks he's super radical.
0: Yeah, you uh, You should definitely check out his YouTube channel. So finally, now let's finish up the Dusty Tag Team Classic.
1: <laughs> finally, last match of the the Dusty Tag Team Classic. Eric Buggenhagen is not involved, strangely, even though we just talked about him for 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, well, we're cutting a bunch of that out, I'm sure. <laughs> DIY versus Ricochet and Black.
1: Everybody's playing with resistance bands now. Have you noticed that?
0: Yes. They love resistance bands because it makes it it's it's something to do with my hands. I need something to do with my hands.
1: <laughs> it was really funny when Johnny Gargano was doing it because he was transfixed by it. He was yeah. really having a blast. It's even funnier when Black is doing it because it looks so out of place.
0: Yeah, he's, he just goes full dork.
1: He's really trying to maintain his, like, focused anger face, but he's also...
0: He's playing with a bright, colorful band.
1: <laughs> yeah, very strange.
0: This is a great match with psychology layered on psychology.
1: In-ring psychology, out-of-ring psychology, it all clashes.
0: The 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 ending of the match tells a completely different story than the actual match. <laughs> <laughs> they play around with who's getting beat up and who's getting injured and team dynamics and is DIY back whole again? And it, it looks like they are, and it looks like everything's going great. They do the meeting in the middle, they do all their shit they look like they they're tagging in great they're they're able to take advantage when they can Johnny gets injured and Ciampa just plays it off does all the work himself and does great and it looks like DIY is really killing it and and there and on the other side it's can these two singles guys get along as a tag team and it looks like they're doing it they even do like the goofy spot the double sit-down. It's very cute. I
1: loved the double sit-down. It was incredible. You know cute. why I loved the double sit-down?
0: Because Ricochet looks at Aleister Black when he's sitting down for a second before he sits down.
1: He does it afterwards, too. Yeah. He sits down, and he's so excited. And he,
0: oh yeah, he he's looking for approval.
1: <laughs> he's like a, a fucking Black Lab. Hey, look, we're both sitting down. Isn't this great? I think it was on Raw when they had a match. They both did their signature pose. Black bounced off the ropes into the cross-legged and Ricochet bounced off the ropes into his, like, hand-on-the-ground superhero pose, which makes sense because they're two singles competitors. Ricochet is finally like, no, I just realized we're on a team, so we should both do the same thing, and I'm doing the thing that you do, and Black looks so fucking annoyed by this, this outpouring of energy that he does not want in his space.
0: At the same time, I do think he likes it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> brooding, waiting for somebody to pull him out of his, his he's, darkness. He's
0: brooding on the outside, but he's like secretly tickled. He oh, really you think it. he goes that far? I think he really loves it. I think he <laughs> loves it. I think the character loves it. When they're in that like five-man that we're going to talk about, he he nods and smiles at Ricochet. Two times before they even start the match.
1: He mean mugs Velveteen Dream. I thought you guys were kind of on like yeah, okay terms now. Yeah, I thought there
0: was like, respect.
1: Fuck that guy. But he looks at Ricochet and he's like, hey, my little buddy. They, my guy. I, think
0: that, I think that, and especially this DIY match, I think really made them look like a really solid tag team as well.
1: Which is so weird because they have nothing else in common.
0: I know. But it's so wild. It's like when you put them up against a team that literally is just solid chemistry like DIY is, you'd think that it would make them crumble, but it just makes them look so strong.
1: <laughs> There's some great chiclet work from Johnny Gargano. Yeah.
0: But, uh, oh, my God.
1: But, the wow, you've really had a, a moment I love there. the
0: chiclet stuff. And later, Velveteen Dream, we're, we may forget to say it, but in The Five Man, Velveteen Dream spits out like a full-ass chiclet. Unchewed, not broken out. It's amazing. I love Chiclet shit. ever since Ever since that Bobby Roode match that we saw live, and I was like, "Wow, it looks like he lost a tooth."
1: Johnny Gargano, just like when they went up against the Revival, his knee gets injured. He can't go on. Champa comes out, acts like he cares, goes on to try to win the rest of the match. Him and Candace pick up Johnny. Carry him to the top of the ramp.
0: And Champa leaves the belt.
1: Champa leaves the belt.
0: So it really looks like he cares.
1: But then he starts getting a little kind of angry look. Oh, he's got an angry look. And then a big X button appears on screen. And Johnny Gargano mashed it a couple of times. Because yeah. just as he's about to be thrown into the LED board.
0: Yeah, that's called a quick time event.
1: <laughs> Johnny Gargano reveals that his knee is not injured. Yeah. He's been doing this whole thing on purpose. Yeah. Get Champa emotionally involved again to prove that he was a bad guy. When you should have already known he was a bad guy. Literally your wife has been saying he's still a bad guy. Why don't you just try to beat him up? And Johnny Gargano's like, no, no, no. I've got a plan. I'm going to prove he's a bad guy. And then he throws Champa into the led board. And then he yells, you got to do it yourself. DIY. And then <laughs> kicks him in the head.
0: There's thunderous applause. Everybody Did you loves, like this, Alec? Everybody loves this horrible, stupid thing that happened.
1: What part of this do you think is horrible and stupid?
0: Um, there are many things that I think are horrible <laughs> and stupid about this. First off, Johnny should be evil he's been evil this whole time.
1: Uh, I think that this proves Johnny is evil. But
0: he's not, because they love him! They thought this was amazing, and they thought it was great, and they loved him. And it was his heroic moment, and Candace was smiling, and Candace isn't even Dark Candace anymore. So what the hell is going on? Johnny should have been evil, and the way that that works is, they get to the top of the ramp, Champa loves Johnny again, and he doesn't want his little hurt Johnny to get more hurt. But Johnny reveals that he was not injured this whole time that he threw the match. And then he beats up Chompa. It's almost exactly the same, but what's different? Chompa doesn't fucking turn on Johnny again. Why does Chompa turn on Johnny again? That's the stupidest thing. That's the thing. That's really stupid. He left the belt behind, but then he's still going to turn on Johnny. That's so
1: for a bunch of people that are really careful about mirroring past events in very interesting ways they didn't mirror past events here they just did the ending from the revival
0: they did it exactly the same
1: it should have been like you said gargano throws champa into the led board kicks his ass and then you have the best thing what's the best thing that can happen in wrestling alec
0: the best thing that could happen in wrestling it's called a
1: double turn
0: Is that the best thing?
1: That's the best thing. That's the best thing. Come on.
0: Is it? Because I always thought the best thing that could happen is Pete Dunne holding the title for 600. Oh, wait, that already happened.
1: It would have been so great because Gargano could have been, I've been playing you this whole time, you fucking idiot. And then Ciampa could have been, I hurt you in the past, and that was really shitty. When I saw you with a hurt knee again, and when I remembered myself having a hurt knee, And how long that took me out of the fight, and thinking about what that's doing to you, that cut me up inside. And it was at that moment that I remembered, "You're my best friend, or are you?" And all of a sudden, Champa and Goldie could go from the most despised people in the world to, "Oh wow, this guy's like a big softy who cares about his friend." But that's the problem. Full Sail is never going to turn on Gargano.
0: I know they love him too much. He's their Jesus figure. It's totally insane. They love him too much. It's it's crazy. He would have been a great bad guy. When
1: he came out with DIY, there are people in the audience yelling, "We love you, Johnny," which is such a fucking slap in the face to Chappa.
0: It's like a slap in the face to Johnny too because he turned evil to do this. <laughs> It would have been so cool because you could have even done Evil Johnny versus Evil Champa, and it could have been two factions. They could have been gathering like bad guys to their sides to like have a big war <laughs> with Black and Ricochet like fighting against all of them. Like this is garbage. I hate all this that's happening. We need to like get NXT under control. You know, only Lorkin and Danny Birch are, are helping out Black and Ricochet, and they're the good guys stables. And then we have like, I don't know, we have like an X Men story or something. It's like Magneto and Mister Sinister versus each other, and then like the X Men have to get in the in the middle of them because they're gonna they're gonna like fuck up the world.
1: And then they call on the Morlocks, aka Undisputed Era.
0: Oh yeah, because everybody knows the Undisputed Era is a face team at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really liked them invading Velveteen Dream's interview when Velveteen Dream proves just how much of a bunch of vanilla midgets they are.
0: Yeah, they're just a ton of weenies. They're, They're just like a ton of weenies. Two and he,
1: feet shorter than Velveteen Dream at their tallest. I
0: do love that he basically is just like, "Hey, Adam Cole, you're short and tiny.
1: <laughs> you have such a big mouth for such a little man." Yeah, it's really good.
0: I loved Kyle O'Reilly's reaction to that too. <laughs> the shock on his face.
1: Strong when Velveteen Dream says he's nothing without his entourage. Strong yells, "We're best friends."
0: strong is so good in that group the ship is so good when he leans into his weeniness it's so good he was like a hero weenie and nobody likes a hero weenie everybody likes a villain weenie
1: (laughs) and then velveteen dream says i don't have time for you and adam cole responds you don't have time everybody has time for me
0: (laughs) adam cole is so great
1: at some point when they were calling up the four most recent call-ups Somebody must have mentioned Undisputed Era. And Triple H was like, no.
0: No, they're mine. You cannot take them.
1: (laughs) That's a bridge too far, my man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, they're. uh, I think that the fact that they're all, like, five feet tall has kind of saved them.
1: (laughs) You want Vanessa Bourne? You want Aaliyah?
0: (laughs) Oh, don't take Aaliyah. Aaliyah's so good. Aaliyah is so good on NXT. She gets so much. She gets genuine heat. She's not boring.
1: She's pretty boring. Vanessa Bourne is killing it.
0: The cool things that came out of the Dusty Classic is that
1: Forgotten Sons are interesting.
0: Right. The men's singles division is now very interesting because they've their storylines have all progressed. The storylines yeah. were all developed for the singles division through the tag classic. Velveteen Dream, who we were just talking about, he got his belt because of this like Johnny Gargano storyline that they're developing through the Tag Classic, and it's great. It's awesome to see him with a belt.
1: Because the Dusty Classic took up so much time, a lot of stuff had to fit into packages in between Dusty matches. And I gotta say, I kind of enjoyed that. It meant that there weren't a bunch of we-have-to-have-a-match-here matches, but Velveteen Dream could at one point come out and hold his belt up while standing on the announce table and say very truthfully, I just wanted to remind you guys, I'm the new North American champion, and uh, I'm amazing. I'm wearing a bunch of pearls. I'm super cool. This is where I realized Matt Riddle's a heel.
0: Matt Riddle is a heel but he's going to be a Johnny Gargano heel. But unfortunately, yeah, he's going to be a Johnny Gargano heel for all of all of the world except for you and me.
1: I know. It's very annoying.
0: It's not going to be like where Full Sail is, is fucking up and it's just because they're Florida. It's just everybody is going to think Matt Riddle is the best and Velveteen Dream is the heel.
1: It kind of annoys me that in all of our conversations about how can you ever take somebody as charismatic as Matt Riddle heel, Neither one of us mentioned, have him interrupt a Velveteen Dream.
0: Yeah, but that's just, I never thought that there could be someone so evil to do that.
1: I really got angry that Dream wasn't being given his moment. Give him his fucking moment. I know. At least let him finish his sentences before you come out. And then to say, I just came out to say hi. I was like, oh, this fucking son of a bitch.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to look at your cool belt. I wanted a close look. And then I like that Velveteen Dream just kind of like leaned over and pointed. Held it, it, held it held like it two feet
1: closer. <laughs> <laughs> but Velveteen Dream has the last laugh in this little interstitial because he, of course, has magic production powers.
0: Yeah, he just turns off the lights.
1: He says, the spotlight is always, and then snaps his finger. All the lights go out. Spotlight hits him on me.
0: Matt Riddle disappears, never to be seen again. I think uh, you that's can not entirely see the top. true. I think you can kind of see the top of Moro's head. <laughs> <laughs> kind of don't want that feud to happen, because how can it end other than Matt Riddle winning? <laughs> Unless Dream cheats and then he's a heel again, and you don't want the undefeated streak for Matt Riddle to end on like some goofy cheat match.
1: There was obviously a lot of confusion this month, because Matt Riddle comes out, and says that he wants the North American title. And then next week, Adam Cole comes out and says, hey, buddy, back of the line. I'm going for the North American title. How the mighty have fallen. At the beginning of this year, you were like, this year, we're all going to own gold. I'm going to be the champion. Fish is going to be North American champion. O'Reilly and Strong tag champions.
0: They lose their tag belt. It's also funny because he's he had it. He lost it to Ricochet, and then he kept losing number one <laughs> contender matches for it. Like he's just he can't get back to it. And he lost this one too, right? Riddle beat him, right? They didn't have the match, you dummy. They didn't have the match yet? No, because Oh, because of the Champa thing. I'm because I'm remembering like spots that happened, but that was in the five-man because they were both in it. Yeah, yes. Also. Johnny just gets to cut to the front of the line. He lost. The, he lost so many times. He can't beat Choppa.
1: Keith Lee and DiJack match.
0: Yeah, did we already make the? I mean, like everybody's seen the joke already.
1: I know we're all supposed to be like Triple H has a new Japan account, and like, yes, it was very funny when Osprey versus Abushi did it. They they were more anime, but I gotta say. Usually when they just do a New Japan thing, I think both of us are kind of like, haha, Triple H has a New Japan account. I liked this because it's one of the few times that they're, it's better if their bigger philosophy actually kind of works. I want to bring Keith Lee to the main roster and have him do a uh, Hiromu-Dragon Lee match with Braun. <laughs>
0: I could see Keith Lee doing that. I don't think I could see Braun doing that. I think Keith Lee has legit talent in that way. Clearly, and by the that way, was an
1: insane joke because Braun, I mean, he did that kip up once and everybody was like, whoa.
0: Meanwhile, DiJack has been consistently doing insane stupid shit that's going to drive his legs up into his chest one day. But like, hey, man, he's killing it. I can't believe it. But yeah, no, it was funny that it was literally shot for shot of <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, like, anybody who's listening to this show is probably on Twitter. You probably saw the jokes a month ago, so this is stale.
1: I'm excited to see their takeover
0: match. I'm going to call it now. I'm excited to see their tag team. <laughs> who can beat War Raiders? Uh, I know who. <laughs> <laughs> Move aside, big, giant, athletic guys. We're bigger, gianter, more athleticer guys.
1: You want to see two big, strong boys. You've never seen two big, strong boys until you've seen (laughs) Massive Mountain. They could be just called Massive Mountain.
0: They could call themselves Giants. The New York (laughs) Giants.
1: (laughs) They could call themselves Giants.
0: (laughs) They could say, we're the New York Giants. (laughs) (laughs) They could come out eating a bagel. (laughs)
1: What they should do is get a a little bagel bite when people are like, why are you eating a bagel bite? Be like, no, no, no. This is a full size bagel. I'm just that big. I'm just
0: a giant. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. That's a great gimmick. (laughs) Is that a
1: great gimmick?
0: Yeah, because that could be either of our that could be our other tag team. So we could be George W. Bush's Axis of Evil or we could be. The New York the New Giants. New York giants. <laughs> Just get really fat. <laughs> Just eat bagels. Coming out to the ring eating bagel planes Get get
1: the uh, thimble from a Monopoly set and be like, how am I supposed to sew? I can't even get this on my finger. I'm a giant.
0: <laughs> get an actual thimble and paint it red and then fill it with beer and drink out of it.
1: <laughs> come out doing the street profits. To, yeah, the like yeah. Running Man.
0: That's one word. That's one we're fighting against the street profits. We come out with <laughs> yeah. a little tiny solo cup.
1: <laughs> the New York. <laughs> and I and I can just get like six six rubber bands and put them around my finger. Obviously, this wouldn't translate to the camera, but it's it's the thought that counts. Use a fine tipped pen to write like you know gucci on one of fam (laughs) fam yeah yeah. these
0: are my headbands they don't fit on my head
1: i'm just too big yeah (laughs) you know why
0: (laughs) because
1: i'm a new york giant giant. yeah you got it
0: we would we would have a backstage conversation with um with william regal and triple h where we would just say listen we have to get all the dream matches in in a two-week period because we are definitely getting sued (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I thought that you were going to say that we have a backstage conversation with Regal and Triple H but they shoot it and we're on standing on uh, step apple ladders. boxes but like you can see our knees our <laughs> knees are like where their sh- their shoulders are so it doesn't actually it isn't that convincing <laughs> yes because we're clearly just two normal guys that are just 3 feet up from where the other people are standing, but we're it like, oh, like we're, we're just giants. Have
0: completely regular bodies and six foot long legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're like Dalcim.
0: We're the New York Giants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: so yeah, that's Keith Lee and a Dijak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit! That's the stupidest that's thing we've said. ever said. <laughs> This is this um, is
0: what people want to listen to the podcast for. They want to hear us having a good time.
1: The women's division.
0: Yes, it's pretty cool.
1: It's fucking killer right now.
0: It's pretty fucking cool.
1: Starting off, Aliyah and Born defeated Conti and Ziya Lee, and I fucking flipped off my TV. Really? <laughs> I That's... just love Ziya Lee so much. I, don't I want love her no Lee.
0: I, loved I don't want her Lee. to lose. I thought it was really cool when she wrestled Mia Yim. She's got such
1: like, big legs. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes. And, and, <laughs> and like, they were two giant, like, like giant, like cool competitors that were like strong and big. I want to see Zia versus Bianca, like, really bad.
1: Oh my god, Zia is really fucking cool. I love how much she's able to get her wushu stuff over as something that actually does shit.
0: When you look like it's that, really you could get anything killing. over, I think. She just looks Probably. great. She's got a giant, like, strength power look. She looks so cool.
1: I don't think, actually, that Bourne and Aaliyah winning isn't, like, the
0: worst. No, it's awesome because they're hilarious bad guys and everybody hates them and it's great.
1: Bourne is doing really good.
0: Always. Yeah, ever since ever since she figured out that she could chant, shout cheer for me, which she didn't even do. She didn't even need it.
1: No, she did something better this time, yeah. which was she had Conti in the corner and got to a four and a half count and then backed off yelling, I heard you! I heard you!
0: It was pretty good.
1: I mean, I know that that's like the most basic heel shit you could do, but... uh She's really hitting it out of the park.
0: Yeah, she's letting her inner old lady out. It goes with her weird fur vest thing.
1: They've given Aaliyah a new gimmick, which is she's like...
0: Well, she's fancy Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne is the Vision. They they rebranded her. She's the Vision.
1: Yeah, she's the Vision. She's got uh, the stone in her forehead, and she can pass through walls, and she can fly. Hank Pym built her.
0: She's got the best flying attack, so if you only have, like, 50 cents, you could probably beat the whole game, like, if you pick her. <laughs> Avengers Arcade was a serious jam.
1: It's fun to rag on Aaliyah. I like to rag on Aaliyah. I actually like Aaliyah, but... I
0: love that guy who likes Aaliyah. That one Oh, the guy. one dude? The guy who just yells so loud, Aaliyah! And everybody's chance sucks right after it. He's so great. Like, you know he's, like, a real fan. Or he might be related to her.
1: But he he reminds me of that photo of the guy steadfastly refusing to do the Nazi salute in the middle of the crowd. He's like, I don't care if this is going to get me killed. I love Aaliyah.
0: You are getting Aaliyah over even more with me, dude. Come on. <laughs> like the nonconformist attitude? Come on.
1: <sighs> well, I was saying that about the dude, not about her.
0: Yeah, but I love that dude. I want to follow that dude. <laughs> Unless he's just, like, horny. If he's just, like, a horny dude, then fuck him.
1: There's, like, a very good chance.
0: I don't know why I feel that way, but I just feel like he's not. I feel like it's pure. I feel like it's real.
1: She's a a an amazing-looking woman, but I feel like if you were just a horny dude, you'd be chanting for born.
0: Yeah, she's not the, the, the one.
1: The fake garters, the the fur, you know, like.
0: Yeah, you'll remember that weird dominatrix gimmick that they had to refilm.
1: I saw you with the whip. Yeah. I, I have some ideas.
0: I don't know. Why did they get rid of that? That was so good. That was so good for your character. I think Aaliyah, like, her shit faces after she, like, does something. And when she makes a pose, I just, I'm really a big fan. I love shit faces. Tynera Conti. Conchi, she's very interesting. She's very weird. Because she's like super positive and like upbeat. But at the same time, I can't help but remember when Undisputed Era used her to ruin like a women's division match. Are we, I guess we're supposed to forget about that.
1: If you want to work that into kayfabe, you're supposed to think like she was new. So she got kind of hoodwinked by the Undisputed Era. And not yeah. that she was going to be evil. But I think for a while she was evil, and now she's just very happy. But she pulls off being happy pretty well.
0: She lip syncs her entrance music a lot, which I find weird. (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff about her, but she's pretty good.
1: (laughs) I think she's very good.
0: Yeah. She's a good lovable weirdo. There's more exciting action going on with the women's division, Tristan. Let's talk about that title picture. I become such a huge Bianca. I, I love Bianca. I love Bianca. Bianca's like eternal face. I don't care what they're trying to do with her now making her click her tongue at the Asian ladies. She is absolutely still a face for me.
1: Bianca Belair and, as you put it, the Asian ladies.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? When you say it like that, when you say it like (laughs) that, it makes it sound like I said something nasty. (laughs) We're supposed to love those two because they're so happy and fun and one of them comes out in a cute teddy bear mask.
1: They have, all three of them, have the most organic backstage, I want to get into a fight right now energy.
0: It's pretty great.
1: The first time you saw Bianca Belair and Io Shirai just fighting in the hallway, it wasn't that stilted kind of like, well, you say that to my face. If you've ever seen like two women at a DMV get into a fight, it was that. Oh, they're really selling this. Unless they aren't, in which case, even better.
0: Yeah, it looked good. And also, it's so believable because Bianca is just so... She couldn't stand like the whole like team aspect and like, oh, you guys were on my team and we were having a good time. But then when you guys won, it was you who won. And that's weird. And I don't like that feeling. And I just love that. And I could relate to that. And it was just so cool. And it just gives her so much character in her interactions with them, it's really great, especially because they're playing it off. Kyrie and Io are playing it off the exact opposite, where they're saying, "Oh, it's cool that we're in this match together. I like it. Um, you know, Io, it, it's her time, but if it comes down to it, I will fight her for it. I think the best woman will win, and like that's like great. And then, and then Bianca comes out and she's like, "Stop talking this bullshit. It's gonna be me. Fuck you guys."
1: The Shirai Sane. Interview that didn't get invaded by Bianca yeah. because I really liked uh, Kyrie whipping her little cornrows. That was very funny.
0: That was cute.
1: I think that the thing that makes this work so much is that Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane are both unstoppable baby faces who are happy in the face of certain defeat. You know, like they're just like always going to be chipper, but that kind of makes them also dismissive and shitty
0: it paints bianca as the underdog because she has the undefeated mindset and they don't have it
1: she's she finally realized that she can't just say undefeated anymore because she did lose but now no again it's my mindset that's undefeated you can't defeat my mindset i've been reading a lot of mike cernovich i've been taking these brain pills
0: and those are all good points but also, it's good because they don't share that mindset. And it's obvious because of like their willingness to be cooperative and teamy and stuff. And it's really cool because it sets her up as being the serious competitor who wants it more. And I want to root for her.
1: At one point, Shayna Baszler is on commentary during their match. Mm. And everything that Shirai and Sane have said about Bel-Air and everything that Bel-Air has said about Sane and Shirai. That becomes the ammunition for Shayna Basler. Yeah. Uh, Sane and Shirai at one point say, oh, um, Bel-Air, she's already lost. Whereas we, we are Ichiban. Best of Japan, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, Shane is going, she's just some loser from a different country. Why should I care about her? She was in Japan, which is like the second biggest wrestling market in the world.
0: And Moro is desperately trying to say, but Io Shirai beat you in stardom. (laughs) And he can't say stardom. He says, he says... But she beat you over there, and then she says, well, the refs over there are biased.
1: (laughs) She literally says, it happened in a different country, and it doesn't count. That is amazing,
0: and I think Kevin Owens should say that about every time he loses in America. Well, what do you expect? They're Japanese refs. They're going to be biased against me. I thought that was so great. She's playing like the, she's like, I'm the biggest, baddest motherfucker here, no one can beat me, but that she's also playing the wimpy other oh, systems against me.
1: The finish of that match, where she has had enough. Yeah, She storms the ring. She chokes out Bel Air. She almost chokes out <clears throat> Io Shirai. Kairi Sane comes out and does a cartoon run in place before charging the ring, which I loved. Chokes out Kyrie Sane, and then goes back and chokes out Io Shirai. Her lackeys don't show up.
0: Yeah, that's good because we don't need the that's lackeys. That's awesome. We don't need the lackeys right now.
1: I always like the idea of a champion who uses lackeys because they're lazy, but when push comes to shove, could absolutely demolish anybody. I think that that's such a fun storyline. And obviously I love Shannon Baszler, even though she's a weird imperialist.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know what? She's a great wrestler. And she's not Ronda Rousey. She's not Ronda Rousey. I loved also that she just did like the biggest boner in the world where she just didn't need to get involved at all. But because she did, now she's in like four way.
1: Because she did, she then got Kyrie Sane involved. And then William Regal was like, okay, all four of you are wrestling. And I liked that when.
0: It's also the way that she can lose the belt. If she's going to lose it, it's going to be because of this.
1: But is she? I don't
0: know if she is though. I don't know if she is.
1: I really think that Shayna Baszler having that fucking belt for as long as she's had it has really been making it worth something.
0: If Champo did not get injured, it would have been the same story for him for the men's belt because it was getting there. It was, it was basically there. Once everybody started calling it Goldie, that's it.
1: He had too much of a storyline with Gargano that he wasn't fighting Gargano because of the belt. He was fighting Gargano because of their storyline. Shayna Baszler has to keep having matches with new people yeah. just because that's the system, and she keeps beating them and then going, I will do whatever it takes to keep this belt, and that makes that belt seem fucking stupendous.
0: It's going to give her a reason, storyline-wise, to keep the belt for a million years. But if she loses it now, this is basically the way she's going to lose it. it is because of she just like bit off too much, and now there's... F- three other people in there with her. I could totally see her losing it on like, Shirai pinning Bianca or something like that, or Bianca pinning one of them or whatever. And then she's gonna get pissed. She's gonna say, I didn't lose it. Somebody else lost it for me or whatever.
1: I don't know how to wrap up this part of the the conversation. I'm going to play this clip.
0: Girl, girl, uh uh-uh, friends takeover she's uh she's still a super baby face i know that they're kind of making her a heel with her backstage interactions but i i can't i can't root against her because just the fact that she's taking it so much more seriously i don't know i love it
1: i think that they're just highlighting how much these three women hate each other that after she says that and then bumps into sane as she leaves the room sane looks like she's gonna run after her
0: just to bring it back Maybe Dakota Kai will come back from NXT UK to finally finish that weird hero's journey. Probably not. It's probably probably not. gone. Yeah, that's too bad because I, I kind of had we 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 had really booked that one, and between that and the Champa Gargano one, the Champa Gargano one was a slam dunk. But when we booked the the Dakota Kai one, I thought it it really had legs. But then
1: Yoshirai yeah. showed up, and they were like, "Who? No, no, no." Get her out of here.
0: Yeah, she can go to the UK. It's fine. She's got an accent, right?
1: We finish off with Triple H. Why is Triple H here? Yeah. Why are everybody cheering? Wouldn't you want to flip off Triple H? That's what I always think whenever people cheer when he shows up.
0: I don't know. I don't feel like I could flip him off. I think he's hilarious. I would flip him off just because when I think about it.
1: I would never flip off Regal, obviously. Always, Regal is yeah a, a big oh, well, teddy bear.
0: Yeah, he's the best. Uh, I would, I don't know. I was too young, really, for the DX stuff. I wasn't really, but whatever. But, like, I'd flip him off for China's sake. I I don't know. I, I don't know if I could flip him off. Anyway, whatever. You're right. Let's go on. He's got the belt. He's got Goldie.
1: And he says that dreams can become possibilities. Not reality, but possibilities. And he keeps talking about how it all happens in this ring. This ring. He keeps saying this ring over and over again. This ring. It's centrifugal motion. It's perpetual bliss. It's that pivotal Oof. moment. It's impossible. This ring, this ring.
0: I hate you. You're, <laughs> you're out of the New York Giants.
1: <laughs> that played all the time when I was working at that shitty bar that I worked at. And, uh it would play like sometimes twice in an hour, and it made me want to kill myself. And then I came home one day and I complained to Hannah that that was happening, and she goes, "Oh, I kind of like that song." And I looked at her like her? she was a monster.
0: I she is though. She is a monster. <laughs> I was gonna say she could manage us, but she cannot. not the New York Giants. She might be able to manage George W. Bush's axis of evil.
1: What if to get us over as giants, she does manage us as the New York Giants, but she has to do it as Dorf on golf. She puts the the shoes under her knees and she walks around on her knees because she's so much shorter than us (laughs) because she's a regular sized woman and we're giants.
0: Yeah, she just is incredibly... We could call her long arms.
1: Sad news. I kind of realized just how sad it was going to be when they drop kayfabe a bit and talk about what was planned to happen. I knew what was coming, but, oh, we had planned to have Gargano versus Ciampa for TakeOver. Oh, they don't do that usually. Yeah.
0: Well, they've been doing it a lot recently because of Batista. Batista's been breaking kayfabe left and right.
1: So has Ronda Rousey. Your finisher sucks. It doesn't work.
0: So, Chris, by the way, this is how we were going to turn Matt Riddle heel? We might have been wrong because this doesn't (laughs) seem to be working at all. Not that it's not making her a heel. It's just making her a shit wrestler.
1: I told you, we can't kill the business.
0: She is going too far. She is legitimately just calling wrestling fake, which is not what we were (laughs) proposing. It sounded like what we were proposing until we clarified, but... Yeah, wow. No, it sounded Holy like shit. what you were
1: proposing until we clarified.
0: But it definitely was not what I was proposing. I did not intend oh, really? Matt Riddle to come on to the Yeah, really. You can go back and listen.
1: Yeah, Champa's injured and he had to vacate the belt. The package almost made me cry. Where it's he's really uh, sad. hanging out with his kid.
0: Oh, he's got a little baby.
1: The doctor is talking about how uh I've never seen any athlete go through this many surgeries and it's clear that he just like loves what he does and wants to get back to doing it as quickly as possible. And you're like, Oh buddy, you're going to kill yourself. Don't do that.
0: Yeah, I know it's the neck too. So it's like, God, please don't become a page.
1: They actually say at one point, you see how there's this, uh, there's this compaction here. If he had taken one hit right there, he would have been paralyzed. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. I'm glad he didn't take that hit then. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. No, it's just, it's bad. Neck stuff is so bad. I really hope he's okay. And he's got a beefy neck too. It's not even like, ugh, To be no. fair,
1: it sounds like this guy had a fucked neck and it was going to yeah, happen eventually. No, that's true. That's but, true.
0: That definitely is what it sounded like.
1: A bunch of very good packages, but kind of a shitty situation that then leads to one of the best matches I've seen on NXT.
0: Yeah, no, it was a great match. It was amazing. I
1: mean, I guess silver linings. I don't think that I would say that I'm glad that Ciampa injured his
0: neck. No, but I am glad that we got this number one contenders match. And we could have had that if you had just stopped forcing Johnny into the the main title slot why
1: this match was great it's and ricochet yeah matt riddle velveteen dream and adam cole from the very beginning i saw those people and i thought it was gonna go one way and it did not go that way and i'm so glad it didn't
0: yeah i was thinking what did you think who did you think was gonna win
1: i thought that it was going to be matt riddle over uh, Adam Cole, because I thought that Velveteen Dream needs to get a bunch of good shit in, which he obviously did, uh, but he already has a belt, and Alistair Black and Ricochet are already going to be going up against War Raiders, so they don't need a second match. Um, and I assumed that Adam Cole was there to geek out to Matt Riddle.
0: I thought that it was going to be Matt Riddle over Alistair Black or Ricochet, one of them. And that was going to lead to their tag team problem that they were going to have that caused them to lose the match. I also agreed with you. I thought it was going to be Matt Riddle because I was like, oh, strap a rocket on him. And then you don't, that protects Dream because you don't have to have yeah. Riddle and Dream. Um, but now we have an interesting situation because it is Adam Cole, Bebe.
1: He told you he won and he immediately starts running away and yelling. I told you
0: it's pretty great. And I have to tell you, I'm so happy with this result because I was getting a little concerned that Adam Cole was actually getting overshadowed by all these like hot, cool talents. And as far as undisputed era goes, like fish has been out with an injury a lot. So it's excusable for him. The tag guys strong and O'Reilly have been doing great. And it's okay that they're losing, but Cole is like, not only did he lose like a lot, and he's been losing all of his number one contender matches for the North American belt, all the new guys are like overshadowing him with these crazy matches. Like Matt Riddle is going nuts and and Ricochet just can't be topped. And, you know, everybody just has some sort of great flair. And his whole thing is he's just like. I'm going to hide for a minute and then come in and like Ushigaroshi you and then run away.
1: (laughs) He can't win for shit until it's a multi-man match. Yeah. He just is king of the multi-man match. He put a ladder match or uh, a fatal five way. He's going to clean up because he knows how to roll out of the ring, not tap because somebody else is going to break it up and wait until somebody's gloating and kick him in the back of the head.
0: Yeah, it really works. Which out is so good. funny
1: because he loves gloating and getting kicked in the back of the head.
0: It was also fun that he took it. He pinned Ricochet, so that still might contribute to the breakdown, the tag breakdown. If that does, maybe happen. I. But it might it. not.
1: We will know by the time this gets edited. So, uh, did they break down? No. They beat the Forgotten Sons
0: and are going to take over to take on the War Raiders. I'm really happy for Adam Cole. It's just great because he is such a little piece of shit and he really You remember
1: when they hard. all showed up and we were like, I don't know if I want a uh, Red Dragon and, and Adam Cole to be friends. I love their feuds so much.
0: I loved the O'Reilly and Cole feud. I had no clue that it could be this good for them to be friends. This
1: is very very fun.
0: I don't watch enough indie wrestling because i'm sure they were friends at some point there and it was great
1: i just really love all of the little things that velveteen dream does to show how much he's learned every single time he gets in the ring with black he does one extra thing and this time it was jumping over a leg sweep and then rolling into the fireman's carry to attempt a death valley driver and you go like that that's not like when those two guys first fought, that isn't even like the second time they fought. He He's always showing you, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And someday you're going to say, Alistair Black who? It's going to be Velveteen Dream 100% of the time. Oh yeah. fucking love that.
0: He's always sold, not just like in his selling, like when he gets hit, but he's sold when he's in his offense. He's always sold like an, a late 80s kind of wrestler. Like he just has like a classic... Look he to does the a lot of wobble legs punches. that I really love. Yeah, and the way that he throws punches, the way that he's like torso is like stiff when he does certain things when he gets hit. He's, there's just something timeless and classic about him that is just really great. And that combined with finally he's just getting like a million spots in these matches. He is just he was the star of this one and it was awesome. He obviously couldn't win it because you don't want to put two belts on him, but he came out as the star i think everybody loved everything that he did
1: for the first half of this i was going adam cole is definitely losing because he keeps getting beaten up and then in the second half of the match adam cole might win this because he's been a part of like 90 percent of the moments so far this was almost entirely about adam cole <laughs> And even when it was about Adam Cole getting his ass kicked, it was still about Adam.
0: It's going to be a great highlight reel before the match at TakeOver.
1: They're just going to cut it all so it looks like five different matches that he had to wade through to get this opportunity. Yeah,
0: he's going to have a spot with each guy. He's going to have two, one where they beat him up and one where he beats them up.
1: He waits until Ricochet does his stupid leg pin and then puts his arm in the air because he's gloating then just kicks him in the back of the head and one of the most frantic pin attempts i've ever seen it was just beautiful
0: yeah he was desperate as hell it was great
1: what do you say cole wins johnny wins
0: i mean you kind of have to go johnny i feel like i could see, see i winning. i feel
1: like you have to go cole because i feel like it feels wrong to give Johnny the belt if he doesn't take it from Champa.
0: I know, but he just did so much shit for the past like year and a half. Feel like they're just gonna put it on him just because he did so well, and he's like put basically on, the put it on him hero. for like
1: a month so that yeah they he gotta get then him to lose Raw. it and go yeah. up to the main roster.
0: They're gonna put him on Raw with the belt for like one or two matches to show that he's like the champ. Then he's gonna lose it on NXT and then go to Raw full time,
1: and then be lost to the negiverse.
0: He will fade. Uh, he will die. He. Will, I was going to say he will fade to black, but we'll, Wrong guy. we'll save that until Alistair disappears. <laughs> but I don't think he will. I, I honestly think Alistair might not disappear. He's going to appeal to the Randy Orton crowd.
1: Alistair has enough of an edge that even as a small guy, somebody's going to take a shine to him. Whereas Johnny Gargano, he deserves the spotlight, but he's not going to get it on the main roster. They're going to go, you know what's going to be perfect for you? Uh, Two and a half years wrestling on main event.
0: The only guy that Johnny has ever wrestled with that ever looked like he was possibly going to outclass Johnny was Humberto Carrillo. (laughs) And outside of that, Johnny has had stellar matches with everyone. Maybe Andrade might have outclassed him once or twice but i don't know for sure i feel like those matches were some of the best this whole like beautiful storyline andrade started the whole thing it's great johnny jobless johnny jobless
1: it used to be Asuka. r.i.p oscar
0: oh i know she's dead
1: she literally has a twitter campaign right now where she's photoshopping her face onto uh Every wrestler, wrestlemania
0: yeah. yeah i saw that
1: because they haven't announced a match for her yet. So I'm so sorry. Uh, Who would have ever thought that she would go to the Shadow Realm?
0: I think of them as just dying. Just like sad. It's like, oh, they're gone. In the arms of an angel. I do that stupid video game thing. I press F to pay the respects or whatever. (laughs) That's what I think of whenever I think. I just see them go to the main roster and I just think F.
1: (laughs) Asuka could do no wrong, but she's she's passed on. She can do
0: no wrong. Almost. She just can't do anything now, which is sucky, <laughs> but it's because she's dead. She can and do when... no
1: wrong. She can do no right.
0: When she comes back from the dead, it's going to be great.
1: And by comes back from the dead, you mean is signed by AEW? Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> or is threatened to sign with AEW and then all of a sudden is women's champion for like 300 days.
1: Cody Rhodes starts, uh, starts tweeting a bunch about how amazing Asuka is.
0: Yeah. He's just like, wow. You know, I met Asuka at a con last year, and she's just really cool person. Really great to get – she's really friendly to get along with. And, you know, I've been to her salon with Kenny recently, and, you know, we, we really hit it off. It's really great over there. You know, she's a really good worker too.
1: Guys, Asuka is having a match on main event this weekend. You got to check it out. It's great.
0: All of a sudden, she's women's champion for two years straight.
1: <laughs> she already is women's champion.
0: Is she? And she's just not yes. on TV?
1: She's not on TV, and they haven't given her a WrestleMania match yet.
0: Oh, no. Oh, my God. She's,
1: she's, she's a champion, and she's in the shadow realm.
0: Oh, my God. She's dead.
1: That's the episode. That's been What's NXT. You can expect to hear from us maybe a bit sooner next month, considering WrestleMania is April 8th? 7th. April 8th. 7th. 7th. Whatever. It's early April. Yeah, it's fine. WrestleMania is early April.
0: And April Annihilation fighting game tournament in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, is April 13th. That's the date of the the virtual Why are tournament. numbers so hard? Alec? Well, because that one is actually like a whole weekend long. Oh, but okay. you guys only need to care about April thirteenth. That's the Virtual Fighter tournament. You can watch that. I'm organizing it. I'm also entering it, and I hope to God that I place well. So Oh
1: hey, if we're doing a self promotion. By Tristan um, shit. Alec and I are going to be at Splania Mania. Wrestle Splania's WrestleMania. Event, and I'm going to be there selling my comic book. Come out and buy my comic book, guys.
0: Yes, buy his comic book, it's really good. I have one issue of it, and I really love it. There's a great joke about social workers that pops my girlfriend <laughs> who is a social worker.
1: You can contact us at what's nxtpod at gmail.com. I'm at enemy of both on Twitter.
0: I'm at VF Harpoon, and you can also talk about t- this month's episode by using the hashtag New York Giants.
1: <laughs> but you got to spell out New York. Just do no New- NY Giants. Do, no, New York do NY Giants.
0: Giants. Do whatever the football guys are doing. I want to see if they'll see what it is.
1: <laughs> you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Google Play and Stitcher. Mm Mm-hmm. Um Check in what how do I always I I forget our. Tune in next
0: month to find out what's next. Tune in the following month to find out what's next.
1: What's NXT?
0: Wild, you took my shit.